Leveling Up My Own Podcast, a report. This is Dr. Gideon Burton, and welcome back to the Undergrad Podcast Lab. I wanted to make a short episode in which I reported on my own efforts to improve this podcast, and uh, I'm trying in this way to model to my students the, the process I've taught them from design thinking, where you launch and iterate. You get something out there, and then that allows you to get some feedback, some objectivity, and then you go back to uh, refining that and launch again. That's one of the nice things about podcasts, is that each episode you can improve on your format, on your formula, on the way that you're doing things. And this has to do not just with the, the content and getting a grasp of um, your scope and and the nature of, of your, your content, but also the techniques that you use to improve your overall podcast. So um, I just wanted to remark on some of the things that I did. Uh, first of all, as I have been uh, writing up instructions for my students regarding um, how to improve their podcast identity, part of this included making sure that they had a solid logo for their podcast. Well, I had put up a kind of a stock image of uh, yellow headphones with kind of black stripes through them that I just found off of the canva.com website. You know, I, I didn't spend but 10 minutes finding something and, and throwing it up there. So I simply had some kind of icon, some kind of an image for my podcast. Well, now that I'm 20 episodes into it, and I'm telling my students that they need to uh, have a solid logo, I, I need to follow my own advice, and so I've improved that. Uh, what I did was I actually went back to the Canva service, which I think is really um, very good, even on its, its free level. And I found a, a stylized image of some headphones, which I thought was a nice improvement over the previous uh, kind of two-dimensional image that, that I had before. So I mocked up a, a quick version of a revised logo, and then I posted it to Slack. Now, Slack is the communications platform that I'm using within my classroom, and it has different channels. And I set up a channel called Art Help. And it was a place where people can post the images that they are creating, the graphic designs that will be the logos for their podcasts. And so just as my students, uh, I'd asked my students to do, I posted my new uh, mock-up of an improved image and waited for feedback. Well, quite quickly, I got a couple of students who quite preferred this, this and so then I, I um, updated my image. And then I thought to myself, you know, I, I wonder if I should try out doing episode-specific art. This was something that we did in, a, in the prior podcast that I was associated with, and we used a photograph of the guest or guests for that episode as the episode art for each podcast. And I found it helpful um, to, uh, once we had a, a bunch of episodes up online, we were using SoundCloud as a platform. Um, it, it seemed to make it far more easy to get into the specific episodes and tell them apart from each other because they had separate episode art. Now, I'm not asking my students to do that at this point, but I'm at the point where I wanted to try that out. So I created a template again on Canva, 
And then I went through and for the 20 episodes that I created, that, I, that I've published, I went back and, and essentially just took the words from the title of each episode and adapted those into a template for this podcast. And so now I have um, created podcast episode specific art. I think that is an improvement. Um, if I were to do it again, I think I might make make it a little less cluttered visually because I'm worried about too many words on there. But um, I think it will serve its purpose for the next iteration, and I'll I'll continue in this vein for a while and reevaluate again. The second thing that I've done to improve my podcasting has to do with improving the the sound quality of my production. Now. Um, I'm all about, as you know, if you've listened to the prior podcasts, just kind of going gorilla or ghetto and just producing stuff using the basic equipment that you have at hand. I, I draw an analogy from photographers that say the best camera of all is the one you have with you. And that often means then the, the camera on your smartphone. And, and by parallel, I think the best recording studio is the one that's in your pocket and that's in your smartphone. And that's simply because you'll use it, and it's it's more likely that you can move up from there. Well, after you've been doing that for a while, then you can move up. So with the help of uh, a student, he's my teaching assistant, uh, he compiled a set of resources for the students to consult with how to do a better recording and how to um, go about mixing your sound and... and, and uh, editing your sound, moving beyond the simple tools that are available on the anchor.fm platform. And hopefully in the near future then, as these students are getting these uh, pilot episodes up and they're listening to them and they're recognizing the need to, oh, now that we're getting serious about our content, we need to get serious about the sound quality, and they will consult these resources and, and we'll guide them through those and uh, get them recording in better locations and using better equipment. And uh, in the spirit of that, I've, I have been using a Galaxy Note 9. That is my smartphone, and it, I think it's done a pretty good job for recording the 20 episodes that I've done so far. I haven't been using... I've, I've actually gone into our recording studio at our university, but not used the equipment there because they're... they're uh, because it's too much work to set up the equipment, and I had to do too much work to engineer that, and I just wanted to get recording, and the sound quality was adequate for the purpose, but now I'm leveling up, so that's what I'm explaining. Um, I realized that even though the, the microphone on the, the Galaxy Note was adequate, that it's not as good as a professional mic, but I didn't want to get a professional mic. I've done this before, in several iterations, and if there's one thing I know, it's that once you you start doing sound engineering, you're really adding a, a, a big additional step, and uh, it's worth it, of course, in the end to have really good quality audio, but I don't think it's worth it in the initial stages when so much of the equipment that we have at hand is, is frankly good enough. So I wanted to find, and when I'm leveling up, I'm leveling up in a modest way. I, I am not going whole hog into a professional podcasting setup. Uh, instead, my modest upgrade was to get an improved microphone that I could just plug into my Galaxy Note. 
All right, so you're listening to me now talk into this new microphone that, that I have purchased. And I'm going to remove that right now so you can hear the difference in the sound quality. All right, now you're listening to the quality of my microphone that's just the built-in microphone for my Galaxy Note. Now you're listening to it with the new microphone that's plugged in. Well, I hope you can tell the difference because I did spend about $45 on this new microphone. Actually, I spent another $33 on another microphone that I'd ordered through Amazon that I thought would serve the purpose. But once I tried it out, it was completely inadequate. And so I ended up spending another $45. And I don't get any money from the university for this. This is just coming out of my pocket. So I'm trying to think the way students would. And how much could I make a, a modest improvement without breaking the bank. Uh, luckily at our university my students are able to check out some good quality microphones or use uh, recording studios that are already set up. But sometimes the greater price to be paid is in figuring out how to use all of the great equipment that is at their disposal. And frankly it might be uh, a simple thing for them to get a an inexpensive mic that they can plug into their smartphones. There are um, um, lapel mics that are 15 to 20 dollars that can be plugged into a smartphone and can probably do as good a quality as what you're hearing right now. Okay so those are just a couple of improvements that I've been making. Now I, I'm trying to make the decision about whether to go back and re-record some of the podcast episodes that I've done in the, done up to this point. Uh, I have to decide whether or not the, the sound quality is adequate and whether there would really be a, a, an improvement if I were to use this new microphone. But actually, that decision isn't mostly to do with the microphone. Uh, that decision mostly has to do with whether I want to move from producing this content within the Anchor.fm app or whether I'm going to move outside of the app and start doing sound mixing in a standalone program. Um, let me discuss that briefly because that is a big step. Uh, I wanted my students to begin using the Anchor.fm platform precisely because it's just record and go. It's, it's so simple to use and you can, you can work with your existing smartphone, no special mics, uh, until later of course, um, and uh, you can do some minimal editing within the uh, Anchor.fm app or the web browser version. And by minimal, I mean you can cut a segment and that way you can cut some things out or rearrange segments and you can add segments and you can add in um, recordings from elsewhere to include with whatever you recorded from within the app. You can also add music and interstitial sounds but uh, this is one area of, of Anchor.fm I, I recommend against. The, the, the library of available sounds is quite minimal, um, and there is no way within Anchor.fm to adjust volume levels. So what often happens is that the, that music, maybe for your intro or your outro or something in between, will be at a much higher volume and kind of jarring compared to the rest of the audio content, and that's not satisfactory. Uh, <clears throat> I will be 
as I said earlier, with the help of my teaching assistant, uh, we will be I will be encouraging the students to move outside of the Anchor.fm uh, app and using a standalone recording solution. And and uh, I'll save for another episode discussion about GarageBand or Audacity. But I just wanted to take note of the fact that there there does come this threshold point when you've you've proven that your content is worth ramping up your production values. And at that point, you have to make a decision about how much you're going to ramp it up. And I think that decision has to do with two kinds of costs, literally how much money it might cost you, but also the time and hassle cost of ramping up to um, finding and using that new equipment or that new software or um, somehow getting someone else with the expertise to coach you on that. And there is a learning curve, even though these these uh, media production tools have gotten easier and easier, there still is a learning curve. And uh, so that is something that you need to kind of swallow hard and decide whether you are ready for that. And I do think that once students have made their pilot podcasts and they've gotten social proof, meaning that they've got adequate feedback that this is something that others would find worthwhile to listen to, then it is time to go back and revisit the quality of the sound production, and therefore you might want to level up in the ways that I've been mentioning. Okay, I'm sure that I'll be doing some additional improvements. I know that on the horizon, I still need to um, uh, make this podcast more broadly available. Currently, as I'm recording it in February of 2019, it is only available on anchor.fm because I've really only done a, a soft launch of this, uh, mostly because it's it's pretty much a a closed audience of my students that I assigned to listen to this. But as I get more certain about the um, range of this content and its viability, its its utility for audiences beyond this particular semester and this particular class, then I will want to make sure that it has a broader reach. And and so at that point is, is when I will consider perhaps re-recording some of the episodes that I could make more tight, more short, and maybe better sound quality. So that's where I'm at with the Undergrad Podcast Lab Central Podcast, and we'll see where the students are at with their various um, podcasts. They're each at quite different stages. We knew that would happen. And uh, so future episodes, you can count on hearing me interviewing uh, some of these students talking about where they're at with each of their different podcasts.